0: Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer.
1: On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week. From the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between.
0: So many Meghan Markle updates this week to discuss. It feels like just when we thought we had, like, a plenty of Megan stuff to talk about, there, Julie and I were, had to furiously text to add more. She launched her cookbook, which we have talked about before, but we will discuss that. And then there was also uh, an important milestone uh, in her career as a royal.
1: Her career as a royal? Well, we career. are also... <laughs> This is a special episode where a few of our favorite plot lines actually intersect. Mm. Uh, Last week, Justin Bieber was photographed and videotaped busking outside of the palace. So we have a lot of questions to get to the bottom with that episode. And as a reminder, we now have a hotline that you can call into. If you have come across Meghan Markle, any other busking... Superstars, um, call in. That number is
0: 347-790-0966. So, Juliet, what was the story with this cookbook launch?
1: So, as many of you have reached out to us and shared kind of your own thoughts, but Megan kicked off, officially celebrated the launch of this charitable cookbook with a party that was so, so very Megan, so fabulously Megan, and just a little update on the cookbook first. Together, our community cookbook has sold nearly 11,000 copies in the UK alone and is an instant bestseller on Amazon. It's a book of recipes gathered by women whose families lived in the Grenfell Tower, the West London high rise afflicted by a disastrous fire. Megan launched the cookbook last week with an intimate party at Kensington Palace. Doria was in attendance, as was Prince Harry. He had a few very adorable moments we're going to get to. But first, a few details about the event itself. It had a very Southern California vibe. Guests sat at long, uncovered wood tables underneath a white tent with blue detailing. There were mixed flower arrangements and simple glass vases The menus were written in calligraphy.
0: I'm sure she did that herself.
1: Oh, I I love it so much. The food was served family style. Does the queen (laughs) even know what family style serving means? The menu included potato fritters, coconut chicken curry, aubergine masala, and Markle's favorite avocado dip all being passed around the table. Megan also gave a speech uh, which was noted as being a bit radical because she talked about diversity uh, and how remarkable it was because she first got to the city as she felt embraced by this community of women inside the Grenfell Towers hailing from all different areas of the world. But as we know, Megan does not just host an event, she actually worked it. Uh, Josh, do you wanna read this next little bit?
0: There was a really good New Yorker piece about the whole sort of cookbook launch. And one of our favorite excerpts was, Markle, who was born and raised in California, has adapted her wardrobe admirably to her new environment. She wore a teal overcoat, which she boldly risked splattering as she shoveled green rice. What an evocative description. Shoveled green rice from pot to platter and showed off her skills with a spatula and a chapati. Megan helped make chapatis and tum koftas on a grill under a large tent on the grounds of Kensington Palace. But, you know, I feel like it makes perfect sense to me that she would at this kind of event want to get into the kitchen, so to speak, and like making some of these recipes. And I feel like that's very her to be very hands on and immersive instead of just kind of like taking photos and, you know, walking around briefly and giving a speech as well.
1: Right, but if you were to describe, give me all these details about the event, I would almost guess it was some sort of goop picnic style (laughs) thing that you attended. Doesn't it have a very goop feel?
0: Well, I love also this detail that you noted and kind of putting the notes together where you said back in 2015, she gave an interview talking about her dream of putting together a TIG cookbook and Girlfriend's Vision Board is working. Because this really feels like we talked about this even when we were just talking about the cookbook coming out like this feels so Megan and so much like the whole lifestyle blog world she was kind of embodying before she met Harry so the fact that this is her first event it's almost like you couldn't have scripted this like this feels so way more Megan Tig like than royal family-ish like I've never really seen an official royal engagement this kind of loose and casual and like the way we were like, I know we have some of these Harry details to get to, but the way Harry was so kind of, um, I don't know, loose and having fun and like kind of bouncing around, it just all felt very, um, sort of unscripted in a way that these events never are.
1: He seemed just thrilled, so happy for her and proud of her, almost as if he were high or something. <laughs> he was really just in a different element. But I have to say, every single photo or little video I saw of this also made me so happy. I mean, I just love that she's able to bring herself yeah. into this this royal fold.
0: And I, I feel like this also was like a success just from a... I don't know. She really, like, pulled the whole thing off. Like, we talked about this last week, but, like, the fact that she kind of made the connection with the publisher, you know, she got all of her friends to post the Instagrams. Like, this very much felt like a Megan operation rather than the palace being somehow behind it or telling her what to do. Like, she was, like, in control of her destiny here. And also having Doria come out, I was very surprised to see her. And I think, what was Doria's quote where she said something like... She's head over heels proud of her daughter or something and that she's tried all the recipes herself. Like, they're just also on brand, you know?
1: It really, really is working. It's it's a little jarring to see those communal tables at a royal right. event.
0: Right. I totally agree with you. It has, like, a goop vibe. It has this kind of, like, lunch under the, you know... I was about to say lunch under the stars. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> um, but it definitely... I'm surprised Samantha didn't try to crash somehow, by the way. Um, I know. Now that I'm thinking in, through this.
1: <laughs> I know. In all the photos, they don't show the security, so it just seems like yeah. anyone could have just walked up. It seems like a park <laughs> pavilion almost. Anyone could have just strolled yeah, like, up you know, and grabbed a plate. those county fair
0: type things. You kind of randomly will walk by, like when you're walking around Brooklyn or something, or I don't know. Like I just feel like it has the it had the feel of a very unstructured venue, which like obviously I'm sure it wasn't, but. I guess in a way this is like, I think the New Yorker piece touches on this too. She really is the best asset the Royal family could possibly have right now. Like in terms of like making it feel like fresh and modern and like, there's like no stuffiness about the whole operation. I'm curious what you thought though of, so like Harry got, there was like a lot of press of like about Harry stealing samosas. Um, I thought to say mimosas, <laughs> like <laughs> thinking about Julie and my brunches in LA. Um, but like Harry was so carefree. Do you think that was something that he was thinking? I don't know. Like, how conscious do you think that was?
1: With Harry, I don't think it's ever conscious or planned. Yeah. He just seems so off the cuff and unconcerned. He doesn't really have to concern himself as much with how everything looks or how everything will be perceived as much as William does. I feel like he was just in his element.
0: And that kind of, like, loving looks he gave her, like, the way he was, like, adoringly watching her.
1: Which, Josh, if you were speaking (laughs) at your cookbook launch, that is exactly how I would gaze at you. Uh,
0: and And I wouldn't steal any snacks when you were talking, though, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. Also... I love them. Julie, like, has these, like, reading comprehension discussion questions, which are so good, <laughs> and I want to read them. So, so, well, this is a great first one, actually. We need to have a dinner party where we attempt to make a few of these recipes. Julie, I'm very disappointed I haven't been sent this cookbook yet, but I'll be... Or- we, we need to just order some We copies. need to order one. Um, but... We need this cookbook. We need to make some of the recipes. Also, we would love to know if any of you guys have made any of the recipes. Or I know I saw, I think one of the people maybe did a kind of roundup earlier this week of people posting on social media who had made the recipes, but I'm sure some of our listeners have, so.
1: Oh my gosh. We we have to have some sort of dinner party. I need to get to New York very soon so we can attempt these samosas. But my
0: favorite question here is, Julie asks, what does Kate think of how well our girl rocked her first party? Which feels like there's a lot of subtext to that question. <laughs> um, Kate, I mean, Kate's first, I guess, like, return from maternity leave appearance is going to be uh, on Tuesday. So we're about to get the return of Kate. Um, what is
1: that appearance, do you know, offhand?
0: Uh, it's the, the palace announced it on their, like, social media accounts yesterday. It was, like, well, a pretty straight up... Um,
1: definitely not a cookbook launch because that would have stuck. Wouldn't that be amazing if she came out with a dueling cookbook launch?
0: The Duchess of Cambridge will visit the Sayers Croft Trust Forest School and Wildlife Garden at Paddington Recreation Ground.
1: <laughs> Rolls off the tongue.
0: <laughs> um, but I thought maybe this seemed like a really big deal. Like Megan's mom flew from LA for it maybe i thought kate and william would have like stopped by but then i thought again maybe they would have overshadowed things a little bit like they just wanted it to be about Meg and harry and doria
1: right and i can't see kate at a communal table just like <laughs> passing a big plate of anything right
0: no i can't either but i would have loved to have just seen how she would have engaged with the whole scene
1: And just the side eye over at Megan as Megan is, like, manning the grill in that amazing blue coat.
0: I did see uh, one of the people I follow, the royal correspondents on Instagram, was doing kind of like an Instagram story. And they noted that they thought it was a very formal Megan look for, like, a cookbook sort of, like, lunchtime event. Um, She was very dressed up and they were saying i forget what outfit they were saying she, she might have wanted to swap with but she was vi- it was it does seem like she gets very dressed up for like i always feel like she doesn't she want to just be more chill and casual
1: right like pants could have yeah i don't know but i loved everything about the event i don't even want to have a negative comment because it was everything i dreamed yeah. of i yes, don't know how yes. she was able to pull that off who do you think she had to do a lot of convincing for it to be as low key as it was
0: I feel like they gave her a lot of control, it seemed like, as we said earlier. It seemed like her vision board truly just, it was as if she had you know, like one of her old blog posts. It's like her old Instagram coming to life before her Instagram got deleted from the face of the earth.
1: With a prince.
0: <laughs> With a prince, just kind of like making goofy faces and, you know, munching on snacks. I know, it's kind of insane. But yeah, wow, and climbing the charts, I guess they're, you know, the PR campaign here worked really well.
1: And did we didn't talk yet about the gif right of Harry at one point, this gust of wind blows Megan's hair up oh, and when he, he just very sweetly kind of pats her hair down.
0: So let's also talk about the solo outing. I didn't really even connect this until it was happening, but because it seems like she's been out and about so much, but I guess technically the Tuesday evening outing she made to the Royal Academy of Arts in London was her first solo appearance since she became the Duchess of Sussex. But mm. the whole thing is so weird to me, just the fact that, like, she's going somewhere by herself is somehow, like, so noteworthy, as if, like, before, because Harry was there, it was, like, not a big deal. Or I don't know. This whole thing was kind of funny to me. But she was in a black She gown. She had, like, very straightened hair, so no messy bun in miles to see. But... I kind of can't believe this got as much attention as it did. Like, it was a big thing on our website yesterday when I wrote it up. I am not sure I totally even get it now still. I think it has to do with the fascination people have of, like, protocol and what royals can and can't do. But she got out of her car and closed the door herself. So she just closed the door behind her. And it caused this, like, firestorm of, like, Twitter kind of outcry of people, like, praising her, essentially, for saying that this was, like, showing that she was her own person and she was going to do things her own way. One of the commentators, I guess, told the Daily Mail this was um, a signal that she's going to do things her own way and help adapt and progress the British monarchy. The car (laughs) slam that shows that she's moving the British monarchy forward. Uh... Whether she thought long and hard about it before it happened, I doubt it. I suspect it was a force (laughs) of habit. I'm loving this intense analysis of someone closing a car door. But it is interesting to see that many have noticed, as usual, dignitaries have a member of staff to do this for them. I guess you wouldn't see like a prime minister or a president usually closing the door behind them, right? They usually would have like a security person doing it.
1: I didn't get what all the fuss was about just reading it. It seems insane that this is the most important car closing, car door closing in history. But then when you watch the video, I have to say, I feel like whenever we see video of these celebrities or royals arriving at an event, it is a little jarring to see her like pause. She elegantly gets out of the car, looks immaculate, and then she turns and has to, there's no elegant way to really close a car door
0: right but it's also i got i actually the more i was thinking about it i mean i'm a little confused about i mean I, I have no understanding of how like security at something like this works but that seemed to be more like I, in the daily mail report they were saying that usually there would be more sort of like security concerns and that's why she would, a Royal wouldn't usually close the door, but there was little security bother that's in quotes for the event. So that was like permissible for her to close it herself. But I was like, why wouldn't there be just as much security for her first solo event as for anything else? And what's the security concern of her closing the door herself?
1: Right. Is someone going to jump in the car? I I I was
0: like, what's going to happen there? Um, but I guess I saw a lot of the royal Twitter accounts that we often get our kind of info from kind of like eye rolling sort of at this whole story because they just sort of felt like, I guess this isn't to that, like there's no protocol, I guess, technically around a door closing. But I kind of understand, now that even that we're talking about it, you and me more, like I kind of understand why it became a thing.
1: Right. I'm just curious if there was like a lesson in the whole protocol when she was learning how to act as a royal about closing car doors. Watch cut to Kate (laughs) coming out next week and slamming (laughs) her car door closed.
0: Well, and then one of the accounts I uh, saw posted like a side by side of, I guess, I didn't remember this, but, but I guess when Kate was maybe in her first few years, I'm actually not sure of the date on this, but Kate held her own umbrella at an event. And that got a lot of attention, apparently. To me, having a personal umbrella holder is, like, a lot. Like, it doesn't seem crazy to me that Kate was holding her own umbrella. (laughs) Um, But that apparently was also a story. So I guess this has always kind of been a thing that, like, the British press kind of gravitates toward as sort of, like, a scandalous thing. But I also feel like it would be very hard. I'm just thinking through, like, the psychology of this. If your whole life you close a door when you get out of a car, it's probably hard to just turn that switch off.
1: Exactly right. I totally understand that point. But wait, what do you think Kate is making of all of this? What do you think she's doing?
0: I all I can say is I cannot wait for her return to like official engagements because this kind of maternity leave has coincided almost exactly with Meghan's like start to being a royal, and I feel like it's been just like the Meghan show for six months now. Um, and we hate to pit them against each other. I know that goes without saying. But I'm just very interested what Kate's kind of like look is going to be at these events. Megan's gotten a lot of attention for the like menswear inspired looks that we've talked a lot about, like kind of modernizing the whole vibe of things. Like is Kate going to just stick to her classic kind of, you know, the looks we know when like, you know, her monochrome sort of, you know, a little bit more, uh, I guess, formal dresses like is she gonna kind of stick with that is she gonna try to get a little more snazzy and kind of trendy i feel like it's like gonna be a pair of pants oh my god i would i would love that if she comes out in her next appearance in like a men's suit or something i kind of feel like i don't know i would i feel like there is going to be some shift i just feel like there is i don't know
1: for kate it could be a very small shift but but it would speak volumes because she's always so sticks yeah, to her very like maybe it'll just matronly be like a, like Maybe it'll just be like a
0: funky bracelet or something. Like she's just <laughs> going to like vaguely push the boundaries in the like slightest of manners.
1: Which for Kate Middleton would be like <laughs> shaving her head.
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, and then also, I mean, there's not much to like add about this, I think, but one thing that got some attention as well related to the, car exit that launched a thousand blog posts is that she was walking in julie i don't even know how to describe this it was almost like the heels didn't quite i guess i read that she always her she's like heels are a size too big or something and that's what was going on
1: I've but, read that too because she's doing so much standing or yeah. walking and that creates less calluses. It was a little bizarre because you see her make this elegant exit from the car, then she shuts it, then she kind of has a hard time walking in these heels. It could have just been a new
2: pair right. of heels.
1: Of course, the Daily Mail did this micro close-up. <laughs> so you could see that there hasn't been a single scratch on the bottom of these shoes. It's like they came straight from the factory. Um they were some amazing Aquazura pumps, $750. It was just bizarre because she looks so elegant yeah. and she looks a little bit like she's walking with like cement blocks on her feet.
0: I was, I mean, as someone who has never donned a high heel, I cannot imagine that being, it looked like painful the way she was walking in. And I was like, yeah. God, with all the pressures she's dealing with to begin with, I'm sure that's just like an added stressor. Um, Josh and
1: I would be carried in <laughs> on some sort of platform. No, we want
0: we get the Cleopatra, you know, sedan <laughs> chair taking us in. That's what I demand, and I become friends. <laughs> I, I will not slam a single door, <laughs> no matter where I go. Um, I I really feel like I would do. I feel like I would do the opposite of Megan. Like Megan's doing everything so um, like low key and like relatable and kind of like that's why people love her. I feel like I would be so <laughs> like I would just take the opportunity to do nothing myself. I'd be like feed me the Diet Coke with a straw, you know, like intravenously.
1: I'm amazed you had that Cleopatra <laughs> sedan chair reference just in the back pocket, waiting.
0: Uh, what am I good for if not a sedan chair <laughs> reference? Anyway, let's talk about Justin Bieber. This actually sort of relates to Megan in a weird way. We haven't done one of our what? classic transitions in a while.
1: Um, <laughs> I know, but that was pretty good. Yeah. When when I saw these photos of him. Not looking his best. I don't think Justin Bieber would even say wow, he looked Julie his best. Wow, coming in
0: hot with the <laughs> the Justin Bieber aesthetic take.
1: Well, he just looked a little. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's wearing like a, a bizarre sweatshirt. It looks very pink sweatshirt. Yeah.
1: It was. I thought it was some sort of joke. I thought it was like a viral video, maybe benefiting some sort of charity, like a Funny or Die yeah. situation, or like when a James first... Corden
0: prank video where you see yes. that. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: I totally agree with you. It's a kind of bizarre. It's like a the kind of tweet that went viral includes like a like a thirty five second clip of this, and it's like he's basically outside of the palace on the edge of the Queen Victoria Memorial, and he is holding an acoustic guitar covered in doodles i was confused by that detail and he laid the case open in front of him much like a traditional street performer this is from vogue's right up that girl right there is the love of my life he was captured saying on video nodding to Haley baldwin julie would you like would you enjoy a serenaded performance (laughs) in front of the palace i just feel like this feels um Romantic, a little
1: glenish, a you, little glenish, like public forum. I don't know.
0: Very, very Glenish. Very public forum. <laughs> I feel like Baldwin kind of blushes. I can't believe I just used her last name like that. <laughs> like she kind of like blushes when he like you kind of see everyone sort of crowding around and realizing it's Justin Bieber singing. Um she looks a little embarrassed and I was like, Yeah, girl, I totally feel <laughs> you there. Like I feel like it's just a very it feels odd.
1: And someone worth like $260 million opening his guitar case, like asking for change, seems a little, I don't know, insensitive.
0: Well, I was also interested by the song selection. So he sang Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Like, is this Baldwin's favorite song? Like, is this like, I don't know. I'm confused. About I love that there's choice.
1: no explanation of the set list. <laughs> as
0: well as a rendition of his own song, Cold Water but like i could have seen maybe like he could have sang baby or one of his sweet love songs like i'm not sure about these two choices
1: the backbending i would have to do to make this logistically make any sort of sense would be that victoria famously was so in love with her husband Albert that when he died, she erected all these amazing statues of him all over London. There, There's was a great love story. So maybe Bieber, historical buff that he is, having just read all of this, was so moved by these monuments that he pulled out his... I don't know.
0: Wait, I love this historical context. <laughs> We're really bringing the um, facts in. that's the
1: only way i could make any sense of it otherwise this is just
0: well i mean i guess i could see being moved by the palace and just the surroundings and the history oh also i was i was interested by this fact in my deep exhaustive research (laughs) apparently he performed baby in the exact same spot in 2010 before he was the justin bieber he is today
1: oh okay well that makes a little sense so then I was
0: thinking maybe he said like oh Haley like lol remember when I once performed here and brought up the clip and then thought it would be funny to recreate the experience
1: well that's like a little nostalgic sweet
0: yeah do we think any royals either were informed that this was taking place in their like close proximity and a follow up question which royal do we think would be most likely to head over and check it out
1: oh that is such a good question i think like eugenie or beatrice which am i saying eugenie right
0: uh maybe i think it's either that or eugenie <laughs> i'm not sure
1: okay
0: uh but yeah i could see that i feel like they probably have met him too because they're pretty much they're like out and about on the social scene a little bit more than some of the other royals
1: right i could also see prince philip if he were in a little better health
0: Yeah, like just being like, hell, I wanna see what the deal is with this beaver kid and just like kinda moseying out. I was gonna say maybe Harry, though I don't Mm -hmm. know. Not I think Harry wouldn't want all the attention and it'd be like he would get mobbed if he had you know, he would have to be in disguise, I guess.
1: Wait, I think Harry would be more likely. Getting back from Starbucks with his like eight orders of coffee for the palace, he would like stop and have like throw in some change. I think he'd be all for it. He'd yeah. like clap his hands. I think give it a was cheer. funny.
0: Yeah, I agree. Kate, definitely not. <laughs> William, <laughs> I don't really think so. I could see the Queen being like a am- like kind of curious. Right. I don't think has the Queen met Justin Bieber.
1: I don't think we would have yeah, known.
0: Quick. I'm going to do a quick search while we.
1: I'm curious whether she was briefed, and if so, how she was briefed. I would love to have been in that room when some attendant press relation had to explain to her who Justin Bieber was and why he was doing that. I guess he and Haley were in town for London Fashion Week.
0: Yeah intriguingly when i googled justin bieber the queen just to make sure they hadn't met an instagram comes up that bieber posted in 2015 captioned me and the queen julie do you have any guess it's not the queen though in the photo with him do you want to off- beyonce pro- Clo- you're in the right you're in the right genre rihanna right again right jennifer genre. lopez lady gaga oh, okay but like you you immediately went to pop star which was right <laughs> it's interesting that he did a me and the queen it was lady gaga learn a new thing every new day.
1: things every day
0: wow yeah I, I mean it was imagine also just being a tourist and like make you're stopping at the palace to take your like long lens photo and then you just like hear this like guy you think must be like homeless singing with his guitar case <laughs> and then it's justin bieber
1: I would not have been able to process it. I'm still waiting for more amazing bystander interviews on the Daily Mail. If anyone kind of came across this and witnessed it, knows anyone who witnessed it, please call in.
0: Um, All right, should we get to our... We have some two exciting voicemails to discuss.
1: This first call is from Caitlin from Arizona. Hi, this is
2: Caitlin, Arizona. Today, people, I just say yesterday, People Magazine was touting Megan's new belted top as a sartorial risk that she's wearing that with trousers. But I thought it looked more like she was potentially hiding a pregnancy. A lot of rumors going on around her hair and whether that's a sign that she's pregnant. But I really think that top she was wearing, the maybe blue belted top with the trousers, was an interesting choice for someone as slim as she is
0: usually. wondering are to with the rest of those rumors this week. Love your show. Okay, yeah. So Caitlin's referencing... Uh, there was so much Megan this week, we couldn't even talk about this appearance, but I guess this was on Monday. She met with some young athletes, and was Harry there as well?
1: Harry was Harry there. Harry was
0: there. Um, but she was wearing a navy blue belted top by Oscar de Loretta that had people raising their eyebrows. This must be from... Uh,
1: this oh, is, this is from me because <laughs> I was about to say from like
0: people.com or Daily Mail. I wasn't sure which. So it, it was, had
1: people, cause it was a peplum, it kind of yeah, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It flared
1: ha- it, out a little bit. And last month she was pictured wearing a blue dress with a conspicuous ruffle around her midsection. Mm, and then of course at the cookbook launch, she was wearing that top coat. Yes. So people were... Of course, they don't... Not like they needed an excuse to... I was going to say, I feel like that's the nature of
0: being a Megan or a Kate is you're constantly going to have people, unfortunately, monitoring your every glance, so to speak. Um,
1: Right. But then shortly after this belted incident she wore, she made her solo appearance wearing a very uh, silhouette-skimming dress that I guess proved she's not at least visibly pregnant.
0: I love how closely these voicemails are so good that you guys are monitoring every Megan move as closely as we are, if not more closely. So we keep them coming.
1: Yes, Um, we had so many good calls. We can't get to all of them, but we had a return caller, Helen, who actually watched ITV's Queen of the World documentary in England, which we spoke about, I think, last week. I love that Helen also references Josh's selfie with Rihanna, which I just want to pull out that little little line and kind of use it as my phone <laughs> ring or something.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. We posted it on, we posted about, which so many of you guys had great commentary on the one-year anniversary of the ripped jeans photo.
1: I know, I know. It's I can't believe it's already been a year. Megan's done so much the ripped jeans. Okay, so
0: so let's play Helen's message about the documentary.
2: Hi there, it's Helen calling from London again. Thank you so much for playing my message last week. It made my day. So, I have just finished watching the Queen of the World documentary. It aired this evening in the UK, and I had to ring you guys straight away. You are going to love it. It is The Meghan Show. I don't think this is really giving any spoilers, because we've seen so many clips, but Seriously, within the first 10 minutes, we have Harry and Meghan meeting members of the public. We have flashbacks to the wedding. We have her looking at her dress. And then the most bizarre moment of a direct comparison from Meghan's dress to the Queen's coronation gown and how they have similar embroidery of the Commonwealth. I mean, can you imagine Kate sitting at home watching this thinking, I'm the one that's going to be Queen one day? Well, she's going to be Queen consort, but still same thing. And then here's Meghan being compared to the actual Queen. Wow. We finally see Kate in the last 10 minutes, maybe just very briefly, talking to a designer. We hardly get to see William. It really is the Harry and Meghan show, which obviously I love. But I do feel a little bit sorry for our actual future King, i.e. William. Uh, We see Charles and Camilla in Canada, so... I always forget about him. We always all forget about Charles. He's going to be king first, but at least he's there and he gets to meet Justin Trudeau. What's not to love about that? He's wearing amazing jaunty socks, another favourite movement of the show. And then it ends, literally with a shot of Meghan looking radiant. So... I can't wait for you guys to see it. That's just my little rundown. Um, It really is incredible. And I am so proud of Megan and her private PR team. However, she pulled this off. It really is raising her status. She is in the game. And poor old Kate. Yeah, she's on maternity leave, but you know what? She's just not as comfortable and as radiantly beautiful um, and well-dressed and polished than than Megan is. Maybe that is the the California sparkle um, is coming through. So, yeah just my my thoughts good news is there is a second part to come of the documentary next week so i will leave you a little message on that as well so i hope you guys have a great week love the stories this last week i still can't believe josh was in a selfie with rihanna it's mental take care from london bye guys thank you
0: so this was great i actually got to watch it in advance uh kind of a uh, screener of the documentary. I think it airs on HBO on October 1st. So um, in America, that's when everyone else will be able to watch it. It was interesting. Megan, as we know, was interviewed on camera and it was a lot of Megan in this documentary, which was ostensibly about the queen and like her role in the Commonwealth. Um, it was just kind of like, I don't know. They, they didn't interview Kate, William or Harry, at length in any sort of way. And then it was just sort of this like kind of awkward setup where the like woman who's kind of working on conserving her dress for her to go up an exhibition, Megan kind of walks in to the room to check out her wedding dress for the first time since her wedding. And the conversation it's it's like plays sort of like they're just chatting and there happens to be a camera in the room, but we know Megan and like, she's definitely like the actress sort of uh, persona comes out a little bit. Um, I sent Julie, I like couldn't stop like kind of sending Julie clips from the like kind of Megan parts of the documentary. Cause it was just so like funny to me.
1: Right. It's, and she's so poised, of course, but there is something a little strange. It's like each, the person working on the dress and Megan are kind of set to different speeds. <laughs> yes. Like Megan's going a little faster <laughs> and something about the way they're interacting is a little bit off.
0: And I love like Megan always has this kind of, uh, she's so good at the, uh, I don't know what you call it. I guess just like her social skills, but she uh, like asks her if it's fun working on her dress. So it's just, like, it's such a funny question. Like, she's like, "Is it? Has, has this been fun for you? And then the woman's like, yeah, it's been, like, really great. Like, it's every girl's dream to work on this kind of dress. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, it's a very kind of, um... She's good on camera, obviously, but it's very, um... I don't know. It's just there's something very awkward about the setup, maybe, that's causing it, like, to be weird, Um, Does the
1: queen get much airtime?
0: Not really. Princess Anne kind of has some scene-stealing moments sort of unexpectedly.
1: Like what?
0: Um, Like, she kind of has this, like, she she definitely, I feel like, is in the stage where she doesn't care and she'll just say whatever (laughs) she's thinking. So they ask her, she talks about how, like, she doesn't understand the way right now when the royals do appearances, they like shake everyone's hand and she never like did that. Cause she felt like for a walkabout, you just want to walk around and it like takes too much time. And I just thought that was kind of funny. And like the selfies and know she's not into any of that. Um, oh, I like that. and she kind of has a few other quotes like that about how like things have changed. No, it's more about like the queen's jurisdiction of like her 53 countries or whatever, Um, And, like, Megan goes through the dress and how, like, because, like, on her, in her, you know, embroidered, like, it's, like, every flower for each of the 53. And she keeps talking about how important that was and how she surprised Harry with it. And then she makes a reference to how she put, like, a California poppy in there so that there's some of her in it as well. Oh, Justin Trudeau gets interviewed. Charles gets interviewed. So there's, like, a few different sort of, um, like, cameo appearances. It's enjoyable. It's definitely, like, you guys should all watch it. Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: I read a comment that someone said online that Megan had a bit of a British accent.
0: Yes, that's gotten a lot of attention. I didn't notice it being British as much as it sounds a little bit... I guess we've talked about this before, but, like... It's definitely a little bit different. I don't know if affected is the right word for it per se, but it like sort of definitely feels like she's speaking in a different way. I couldn't tell though if that was also because she's like on camera and sort of, um, you know. Right. But I I see why people have like latched on to that. It sort of reminds me of like when Madonna and Gwyneth sort of affected different accents when they moved to Britain.
1: I mean, God knows how we would sound if we were...
2: I
0: know
1: Attended to
0: um, But all after right. after you guys watch uh, In America Let us know uh, what you, your take is Because I'm sure a lot of you will have thoughts It's sort of like the most Megan we've gotten on camera In like any sort of interview context Since the BBC interview When they announced their engagement so, Alright, um,
1: this is so exciting I'll be watching
0: Alright, well wow. uh, that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight Thank you guys so much for listening uh, Please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts Rate, review, all of that We really appreciate it
1: now you can reach out to us and leave us a voicemail that number is at 347 790 if you have any sort of celebrity sightings insight we really love hearing from you also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In The Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller,
0: and I'm at uh, Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In The Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Brett Fuchs. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week, and until then, no,
1: no bad, bad energy. energy.